Dylan Millard and Mark Smith may be convicted murderers, but there are many in his circle who should hang their heads in shame. Millard was, without a doubt, the ringleader, but his circus of losers were all too happy to take his money and turn a blind eye to his and Smitch's escalating thirst for crime. First they steal, then they kill. Nothing to see here. These friends followed Millard like the Pied Piper, carrying out escalating thefts to feed the chop shop run out of his father's airline hangar in Waterloo. Friends who did nothing when a stolen black pickup truck showed up out of the blue, stripping it clean and then playing stupid instead of going to police as a desperate family begged for their loved one's return. Friends who not only destroyed evidence, including throwing away a gun, knowing the police were closing in, but then lied repeatedly about what they knew. Never once did they do the right thing. They had to protect their meal ticket. There was Christina Nugda, Millard's jealous girlfriend. You know, she's lying when her lips move. She helped Millard hide evidence, including the Eliminator holding Babcock's ghost and Bosma's bones. She helped rid of Bosma's pickup at Millard's mother's home and a toolbox carrying the murder weapon. When Millard told her to hide a hard drive, she did that too. On it, Millard and Smitch standing near the Eliminator as Bosma's body burned. A year later, police would find it and hundreds of letters Millard wrote from her jail telling her to obstruct justice. Texts would reveal Nugda to be cold, sinister, reveling in Millard's text about Laura, that he would hurt her and make her leave. That made Nugga all warm inside. There was Madeline Burns, Millard's mother. She never bothered to come to court in support of her precious son. She didn't bother to do a lot of things, including telling police her son had parked a strange trailer hiding Bosma's truck at her house. Nope. Instead, she and Nugda made sure to go to a hotel and drink lots of wine and then go back to the house to wipe off their fingerprints. She didn't bother to alert police that a lawyer was giving her hundreds of letters Millard had written to Nuga. Madeline Burns wasn't concerned about violating the strict no-contact order. After all, she had to protect her little darling. Which brings us to the lawyer, Millard's first counsel, believed to have been smuggling those handwritten letters out of jail to Millard's mother, then to Nuga. In them, marching orders to tamper with evidence and witnesses, a clear breach of a strict no-contact order. Despite being named in several court orders and having to remove himself from the case, this lawyer hasn't been charged. No penalty, no disbarment. Court documents say only a lawyer could have gotten those letters out of jail. He denies everything, and the Law Society isn't commenting. None of these people once ever thought to go to the police to tell the truth or simply be decent to hell with the shattered families left behind. There were just too many perks being in Dellen Millard's circle. Money, dinners, trips, parties, drugs... Why would anyone want the free trip to end? After all, had he gotten off, they would all just pick up where they left off. Those in Della Millard's inner circle, and you know who you are, should hang your sh heads in shame.